श्रीम कचतुर्दशी की जाय श्रीम का भगवान की जाय भक्त प्रहलाद महाराज की जाय गोड प्रमान हरी हरी बो सो प्रणाम दिस इज लिटिल सरप्राइज दैट इट वाज इवन अ सरप्राइज फॉर मी इट वाज नॉट इन माय प्लान्स टू 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 डू अ लाइव स्ट्रीमिंग टुडे ऑन द श्रीम का चतुर्दशी बट सम इंस्पिरेशन केम टू शेयर विद यू अ फ्यू वर्ड्स I'm doing it mostly in English today since I've given my radical personalism class today in Spanish and somehow we touch up on uh, some section of the Prahlad Charit. Mm-hmm. But inspiration came to share a few words about Shrim Kachaturdasi so we are streaming now at this particular time that we know is the specific moment at least here of course in different countries it may be different timings but where Shrim Shrim Bhagavan appeared mm-hmm. from the pillar to protect prahlad to satisfy mm, different wishes different situations so some inspiration came to share a few words uh, on the occasion of stream hachaturdasi and also on a more personal level it won't be a, a full lecture today just a few thoughts so it may take a few minutes with your permission Uh, I'd like to share a few words of course on Narsim Kachaturdasi and also on a personal level uh, today I'm it's an, an anniversary anniversary for me so to say of the first when I accepted originally the order of sannyas on Narsim Kachaturdasi in 2009 so it will be like 14 years ago so some thoughts came these days in connection to the connection between Narsim Kachaturdasi and Prahlad Maharaj's example and what this entails and how all this connects with what sanyas uh, is about at least for me in this particular stage of my life because of course for every one of us all these things have different meanings at different chapters you may be married and to be married means something on your honeymoon to be married means something different when you have a child and you have to be married means something different when you are about to get divorced and to be married means something different whatever when you reconcile and so on So the same applies to sanyas no I, i accepted sanyas when i was 28 years old you can imagine a pretty much considerable naivete was there but of course lots of idealism or sometimes over expectation but in a sincere way i tried to embrace this whale of life with a particular understanding and conception and throughout the years so almost like 14 years now different things had happened still here I am as a sanyasi but with different ways of conceiving and approaching the order so a few words on the connection with sanyas ashram for me and nishrim kachaturdasi as well so chila prabhupada did say that he heard many times that he liked to give uh, sanyas to his disciples on the day of nishrim kachaturdasi and that's why i received that originally from, from my first guru nishrim kachaturdasi it was planned to be given on another day but we realized it was nishin kachaturdas in the idea came, okay prabhupada likes to give sanyas on this day we will also and the question will be why why nishin kachaturdas he may be good or auspicious so to say to give sanyas to someone and we could say well because nishin hadev we could say is the deity of abhayatva in sanskrit abhayatva means fearlessness he who confers freedom from fear and he who protects and the point is that what's the connection with sanyas i mean everyone needs that of course everyone needs that 
But Sanya, since if you go to Shastra, many sections, wherever it is spoken about, which is the main quality of a sannyasi or the main virtue that a sannyasi should have and, or should look for, should develop, although it, or he or she has already, it, is abhayatva, fearlessness. Hmm? Abhay, we know Prabhupada had the name Abhaycharan. He was fearless. Abhayatva means fearlessness. So the main quality of a sannyasi in Shastra means he or she has to be fearless. So what does it mean fearless? It doesn't only mean, of course, sometimes it's depicted he, the sannyasi has to travel by himself and, and, and be independent in that sense, not be attached to being maintained here and there, and he should wander alone the world and share the message and be dependent upon God and we and trust him that he will protect all these angas of but also Abhayatva means to, to not be fear, fearless, sorry, to be fearless <laughs> means to develop the capacity to embrace the unknown as we have been talking about in our serious and radical personalism. Sannyasi has to be, at least to my experience, an ideal. What 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 which type of sannyasi will I like to be is someone who is fearless in the sense of is courageous and courageous is quite connected with vulnerable, as we already explained in our class on vulnerability. So sannyasi is someone who, who, won't have, who won't have a problem to be vulnerable that takes courage and having courage means to be fearless and being fearless also implies to be willing to change, to be willing to explore the unknown, to be willing to discover things in one's own self that need update and upgrade, to be willing to inhabit liminal space, to be willing to embrace uncertainty, to coexist with those uh, dark nights of the soul and periods in one's life where things are not going as one expected and that one cannot project too much because nothing is clear and you have to, <laughs> to embrace the present moment. All that requires wants to be fearless. Hmm? So uh, uh, just a few words on elaborating a little bit more what does it mean to be fearless, again, at least for me in this present stage. And this also nicely connected for me with not only in the stream had they been the deity of Abhayatwa, but Prahlad Maharaj himself being a perfect example of that, as you know. <laughs> he had no fear, although he was surrounded by what we may call one thread after another. He was seeing Bhagavan everywhere. He was happy and equipoised, although his father, the biggest demon of the universe, wanted to kill him over and over again. But he was constantly feeling the protection and not only feeling like a mental belief, but an actual reality. So all this, is that was, that was part of my reflection today for me. I want to attain that Abhaya to It's not that I have it fully. It's just, an ideal I would like to attain, and I will never, I, I don't think you can never say, I have already attained it fully. So this Abhayatwa, very connected to the Sanyas Hashram, very connected to Nishni Hadeva, the deity of it, very connected to the spirit of Prahlad Maharaj, exhibiting it. And that's why, again, probably Srila Prabhupada like to give Sanyas on a day like today. And we, all of us, again, even if you are not a sannyasi, all of us need to embrace this in one way or another, in one level or another. We need to go through the to all that what Prahlad Maharaj represents. Now, this was made very clear by Sanatan Goswami in his Brihad Bhagavatamrita when he gave all these examples in the journey of Gopakumar as well as Nara's journey. And generally, 
Prahlad Maharaj is there to begin with, in the doorway, more connected to Santa Rasa. Then you have the ones in Hanuman, in Dasya, and those in Sakya, Pandavas, Udaps, whatever, Batsalya, and Madhurya. But the point here is, it, it, may, it comes to my mind, Barbara Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Now he will say, okay, the ultimate, in the pyramid, if you will, the ultimate need of life is more of spiritual contemplation. But to begin with, you may have to you may need to have in place some other needs. You may need to know where, what you will eat today, where you will sleep, <laughs> and certain other basic survival necessities have been met. And eventually all this will create a foundation for you to properly engage in transcendence, so to say. So similarly, in that sense, we, we could say we have to go through the Santa Rasa of Prahlad Maharaj. Not that Prahlad Maharaj is our... Santa Rasa is our goal, and be careful also with downplaying that too much. No, we are Gaudias and we belong to the Ragamar. We are only about Manjaribab in, in, in Golok and so on. So Prahlad is he's a Santa Bhakta. Be careful with that. <laughs> no, the Santa the Santa Rasa of Prahlad has to do with fearlessness. Again, no fear at all in front of adversity. I'm seeing Bhagavan everywhere, allowing the not seeing problems, not complaining, not victimizing himself, allowing the pro not not trying to solve problems, but allowing the problems to solve us. Mm. Having deep faith and seeing God's hand everywhere, being totally peaceful because of that. That was his his deep sight, his deep contemplation. So we want to think that we need to embrace all those qualities as part of our Gaudiya project in connection to Vrindavan. Mm. So something in connection again with with Bhakta Prahlad and the Sanyas Ashram, but I will mostly want to speak about Nishinga Dev and Prahlad today, not about my Sanyas. I just began with that, sharing a few words. A verse that came to mind, actually that was the first thing that came to my mind that eventually made me, okay, let's share this with you. There's, I was reading uh, yesterday, I read the whole seventh canto without the purports to, because I, I didn't have enough time finish all that in one day but the verses i went through them yesterday as in, in trying to prepare my my heart for today and then i i found this famous verse which is this the, the second verse of the ninth chapter of the seventh canto when narsimha dev appears and lakshmi devi is there you know remember aranya kasipu was there plus but there devas were there lakshmi devi is there and lakshmi devi is perceiving a different, so to say, a version of, of, of her Lord that she has never seen. So this verse is Sakshatri Prashita Adivar Drishtam Tam Mahad Adputam Adrishta Shruta Purvatvat Sa Nopeyaya Sankita Shankita. So basically it says that Lakshmiji, the goddess of fortune, she was requested to go before the Lord by all the demigods present, who because of fear could not do so. But even she had never seen such a wonderful and extraordinary form of the Lord, and thus she could not approach him. So, again, this is quite connected to this idea of abhayatva, because abhayatva means to be fearless, and fearless has to do with venturing into the unknown. And venturing into the unknown has to do with venturing into, the rela into a relationship with God which in one way, in one sense, he will remain a mystery forever because there will be always a new aspect of him revealing in their relationship. And we should be willing to discover that new face of Bhagavan in our relationship with him. 
And this verse is showing that Lakshmi, she's the eternal consort of Bhagavan. But at one point she finds, oh, I never, I never experienced this. This is a new thing. There is an ever-evolving pattern in the life of the Absolute, an ongoing discovery, an evolution, so to say, in evolutionary terms. Grow, God is always growing and evolving and unfolding. So we should be open to that. We should have an openness to rediscover Bhagavan and in, in our different stages of relationship with him. That has to do with Abhayatwa as well. Like we were mentioning one lecture on radical personalism, that sometimes we may feel God has disappeared from me. I'm not experiencing Krishna anymore as, as, as I used to do. But probably it's not that he disappeared. Actually, he got closer and closer. But since that level of proximity is unknown for us, we never experienced that before, and we are accustomed to experience him in a certain way, we think, oh, he disappeared. He's getting farther and farther. Well, actually, he's getting closer and closer, but we are too attached to experience him in a certain way. What we see here, Lakshmi is oh, Adbhuta. It's a very wonderful form. And they say, Adrishta Ashruta. Never seen before, never heard of before. So in one way, again, we should remain open to allow Krishna to introduce himself to us in newer and newer forms. That's the, the eternal ongoing dynamics of a loving relationship. The more love we have, that will impact Bhagavan in a certain way and he will appear in a new way in front of us, in, inside of us, and so on and so forth. And that requires abhayatva, fearlessness to venture into the unknown, into the realm of potential and possibilities of our relationship with God, not being too attached that my relationship with Bhagavan has to be always like this, like this, or whatever. And also one interesting idea that I would like almost to conclude these words with is the idea that, of course, what we are celebrating at this precise moment, that the birth, so to say, of Nishrimhadev coming from a pillar, and why Nishrim Hadeb is coming from a pillar, as we know, because Prahlad Maharaj saw him there. We remember that uh, in, 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 the, in the eighth chapter of the seventh canto, verse 12, Nishrim Hadeb is, uh, sorry, Iranya Kashipu is threatening his son Prahlad and saying, you always are speaking about the supreme being, which is other different from me. Remember, Iranya Kashipu considered he himself was that supreme being. So you are talking about a second supreme being who is above everything and everyone, who is the controller of everyone, including me, who is all-pervading. So if he's all-pervading, where is he? Where is that supreme being that I cannot see? Now, if he's everywhere, then why he's not present before me? For In this pillar, is he in this pillar? Of course, what does Prahlad Maharaj reply, basically? Prahlad Maharaj will say, where is your supreme? No, I do not see anywhere. Him anywhere, Iranya Kashipu will say. And Prahlad will say, where is he not? I'm seeing him everywhere. Where is he not? In every atom. Every atom is oozing with the presence of the supreme. Every atom is an embassy of Bhagavan. And, and Prahlad, of course, replies, He's Outside, he's inside, he's in front, he's in the back, he's everywhere. I'm seeing him everywhere. <laughs> that was Prahlad's natural reaction. So Prahlad's vision, he's in the pillar, made Bhagavan appear from there. He saw him in the pillar. He saw him in every atom. 
And he was right. It was not that prolat was delusional. So that the point is that this verse or this section of the Bhagavad is showing us a top, a top something that we have been talking about also this last classes on radical personalism that this material world can act as a portal to infinity. God can reveal himself through matter, literally. This example, this lila shows that, that this can happen even literally. God can appear from a pillar, from an atom. We talked today about that in our Spanish class on radical personalism. Always seeing God everywhere. That was Prahlad's vision. So that's a very interesting idea. Try to imagine that from every atom, of course, every atom is small in size. And Shrimhade, which is a gigantic form, appear from a pillar, even if you want to take the whole pillar, but the whole pillar was not as big as Shrimhade. But somehow God managed to manifest himself from a smaller, from a place which was smaller in size than him. You follow? He can do that. No problem. From one atom, Shrimhade can appear. <laughs> so we should bear that in mind also. And interestingly, just to make full circle and conclude here, since I started sharing a few words about sannyas, sannyasi also, this is mentioned in the Bhagavatam, no? because also after the Nusrimha Lila, there is this discussion on the different ashrams and varnas and the duties for each one. So it is said there that this sannyasi should always try to see the Supreme pervading everything and see everything, including this universe, resting on the Supreme. Hmm? So this is very much the vision of Prahlad Maharaj, who was not a sannyasi. But again, you don't, you don't need to be a sannyasi <laughs> to develop that vision. And that's the duty for every one of us as, as Gaudi Vaishnavs. And trying to see the Supreme present everywhere, pervading everything, and all this universe resting on him. That was Prahlad's view. And that view made Nishimha Dev Bhagavan appear today. And that's what we are celebrating today. And that's why we are getting together at this precise moment to celebrate in other words, the potential for God to manifest in our lives in every single moment, in any single place here on earth, the so-called ordinary world, not at all, as you can see. But again, we should be fearless as an ideal sannyasi should be, or as an ideal devotee should be. We should be fearless into venturing ourselves into this realm of experience and possibility and allowing God to be God, and allowing the unlimited to be unlimited, to reveal himself whenever he wants, however he wants. And we be open to be constantly astonished in wonder and awe and to, as to how Bhagavan, our beloved, is constantly unfolding and appearing and expressing himself in, in our lives over and over again in an ending ways, increasing the interaction of loving relationships. So that's our hope. And that's our celebration. And that's why I felt inspired to share a few words uh, with all of you today. So may you have very blessed meditation, prayer, contemplation, and seva today in Nisrim Hachaturdasi. Sri Bhakta Prahlad Maharaj Ki Jai. Nisrim Bhagavan Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrind Ki Jai. Gaur Praman Hari 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 Bhur.